Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Kareen Walsh. Kareen, you are a founder, CEO, and business advisor of Revampologist, and you're found on the web at kareenwalsh.com and revampologist.com. Kareen, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. I'm happy to be here. What does a revampologist do? Yeah, I like to revamp some things. I, I would say that um, I'm one of those people that is very comfortable in uncertainty because I, I like to lead it. So revampologist is all about change management. It's about enhancing whatever you started, building efficiency, but um, you know, leading it in a way that actually can scale and grow uh, and sustain. So that's what we at the revampologist firm do. And it's been a lot of fun leading it for now 12 years, which is amazing. Well, change sounds scary to a lot of people, particularly if we're thinking about, well, you know, it's it's been not always, uh, you know, roses, but at least we're used to what we've been doing in the past. Uh, so what is it about change and human nature that causes some of us to be frightened? And then there are just... A few people out there, folks like yourself, who are like, oh, yeah, give me change. Because yeah. <laughs> over the past three, four, five years, we've experienced a lot of change. A lot of change. A lot, a lot of change. I'll say that um, the impetus for the work that I do is to, it's it's in that phase of pain. Like, there's so many people who are comfortable, and they call it a comfort zone. I, I believe it's a discomfort zone if it's not feeling aligned, if it's not feeling excited to show up in, if it's um, when the challenges hit that you feel almost crippled to try and go after it. So change is inevitable if you want to see a different outcome. And I embrace that at a very young age due to discomfort in my situations. I knew that um, I didn't want it this way anymore. So on my own personal journey, I would have to really step up and be courageous and find a different way. So all change really is, and maybe it just needs to be different. <laughs> like maybe people just use a different language in order to make it a little more accepting to say, can this be a little better, you know, and start with something smaller um, in order to inch towards what they truly want. Because generally uh, when you're sitting in that discomfort or sitting in um, a not good enough story or um, it, 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 it almost like that inner um, what's the right word? Angst <laughs> that can show up when the results are not matching the effort. Something's got to change. And it's the same in business. You know, uh, we face it in so many different dynamics, whether it's our process or technologies not, you know, catching up faster. The people we manage are having challenges that we have to figure out how to lead through. 
all requires a lens of comfort with change in order to make it better. I wonder, and this is really interesting. I remember when, um, of course, uh, the pandemic was starting to kick in and and that was certainly very disruptive. And I, some people, it's really interesting when we think about um, these external forces, maybe it's a market, maybe it's, you know, a global pandemic, maybe it's, again, some other, you know, someone comes in and completely disrupts the work that you do or the product or service that you offer. And your ability, I think, to handle change or handle a major incident like that, I think is quite revealing Mm -hmm. of, of like where we are, who we are, like why we're here. And I think it's really interesting to observe how people respond to change because I think it's a, it's a really good little laboratory um, for us to do a gut check yeah. on, you know, how we're doing as leaders. Yeah, it is. And I think, it, you know, it's, it's the agility through the ability to pivot or um, hyper-focus in one area of the business that would thrive under uh, an arena that is constrained, like we had to deal with in the pandemic, where we didn't have a choice, right? We all had to respond to something um, very quickly and found where certain systems of, of what we were in were just not agile enough to shift with us. And in most businesses, it takes a couple of years before you even find a momentum of, of growth or um, stability in your business. And we had to respond super quickly. So you are correct in that my business did skyrocket during the pandemic because being mm-hmm. a change agent, there was a lot of calls coming through, a lot of advisory that I played. I was very busy um, in that time uh, while trying to manage you know, the pandemic itself and my team, the, the, the health that they all needed and the care. We had to all up level in our consciousness of what it actually means to run business, take care of our people and really serve our clients, you know, and um, yeah, change is inevitable, but I think preparedness is what's key, right? It's the ability to say, hey, I'm not going to um, falter and I, uh, when I am challenged, like to build a strong, stable business that can last you know, 12 years. I mean, I've been in business a long time. I've had to pivot. I've had to go where my client demands are. I've had to ask more questions. I've had to build stronger relationships and partners in order to sustain all this time, but truly be of value, which is one of my, you know, core messages um, to those who are in need that can leverage the skill set that we bring to the table. And I think um, agility is the word that comes to mind um, to solve for that. And I was uh, in the tech space when I was an executive in, in um, different tech companies. I, I was the agile coach. I was the one that helped us pivot and grow and deliver. And so my my toolkit is very strong in that arena to be able to bring those methods um, against business strategy for companies who are facing change. I think, Corrine, one thing as I'm thinking about this and I'm trying to be introspective. Yeah. I uh, had a lot of value. I went to uh, Tony Robbins Business Mastery, and I also had the opportunity to speak for Tony Robbins organization. And one thing that Tony talks about quite frequently is this, you know, winter is coming and winter is my season. And then it's almost like um, 
looking at the concept, you know, it's easier if we could think, start mindsetting this a little bit beforehand, before it happens, um, but to actually embrace disruption and change. And, to, yeah. you know, and, and like the whale says, it's like, winter is my season, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Love was, Tony. I've trained a good with impersonation right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, but that kind of an attitude, um, because what the world needs are people that are, you know, the world needs leaders yeah. who say, you can look to me during this time and I am going to step up. And in fact, yeah. you know, one fascinating um, study that I saw, there was, I don't know if it was by the, uh, some small small business association or something like that, but they had, they'd, they'd asked small business owners, what did you do during the pandemic? Very few, very, very few businesses just kind of like, oh, we just kept, plodding along, doing the tip. Almost every single business adapted in some way or yeah. expanded to solve and to, to solve their clients' issues, to, to serve their customers. And that, that, that just made me feel so great about yeah. entrepreneurs in general. Yeah. I don't know that I always have a lot of faith in government, but right. boy, do I have <laughs> on the whole, I have faith in people and I have yeah. faith in those who participate in, you know, in business ownership, business leadership. Well, and you know, it, it takes, as you know, because you've been in the industry for so long too, and you have so many relationships where you can hear all the stories of how folks had to pivot to stay afloat or how they had to step up into a different version of themselves as a leader in order to get through the challenge they were facing, right? There's this level of um, humanity, knowing that uh, if we don't, then who will, right? And and that's the other part that I think Tony, because I've trained with Tony too, and and <laughs> and it's it's really about stepping up, right? He has that whole like you know step up mantra, and and the way yeah. that you step into the life you want to design is super critical. And the the, the other part of it too is that we are so multifaceted, and then we forget it sometimes when we're in the grind right? Like when you're in the grind of responding to the things that are normally coming at you, well, it's like, but no, I actually have these other things that I can bring to the table if just given the opportunity. And I guess for me, I'm always looking at what are the other opportunities here? How else can we solve this? Like that question alone, even in business that's going really well, some of the best growth strategies I've come up with with my clients is well, like, how else can we make this better? Like, what, what is another way we can solve for this that might be more efficient, more fun, like really knock it out of the park in a shorter period of time? When you start to just tweak that a little bit, that's a form of change. It's an enhancement. Change doesn't have to always be, you know, bad, but there's also no. this ability to be inclusive with your team. And that's that leadership stance, too, of, of, making sure that we are all in this together. So how else can we make it better together? And I found that most leaders who responded in that way under the big you know, challenges we faced in the last few years um, are the ones that are, are winning right now because they were able to not only lead it, say something, do something, but bring their team together to make it happen as well. When you're teaching Kareen and you're out there serving the world, are you often helping people respond to change that is imminent or already happening? Or do you find yourself doing a lot more work 
Probably not. <laughs> Go ahead. In terms of like clients hiring you, I suspect that a lot of them are hiring you and they're like, oh boy, Kareen, the stuff's really in the fan. We need yeah. you in here. Yeah, or, but I was going to ask though, you know, are you empowering people so that they can become the people or uh, that they need to be yeah. when the inevitable happens. Change is inevitable. Yeah. So let me start getting you more flexible, more in charge for that yeah. next big, whatever it looks like. We don't necessarily know what it's going to be. Right. Uh, um, so yeah, like the, the, with the mindset that, that you're, or the, the work that you're typically doing, where, yeah. where does that rest? So I, I get all, all the gamut, right? The, those that are like need of serious recovery because things are, have been so challenged, they're unable to deliver or clients are leaving them, you know, and, and it's like big recovery planning, um, which generally I start with the leadership of all of it. Um, and I look under the hood in any business I go into, I'm always doing, I, I initiate with an assessment to say, you know, what are, what are the processes? What is the technology? What's going on with the people, but who's leading it and how is it being led? And we also hyper-define first thing, where are we trying to go? Because then I can do an alignment um, assessment with this is where you're trying to go, or this is what you're trying to achieve, but this is who you are today. This is who you have to become in order to do that, right? So yes, a lot of the work that I do in my coaching and advisory practice when I'm working with the C-suite and the entrepreneurial leaders and the, the startup businesses is really about mindset and it's really about um, their own personal growth in order to grow their business. Because I believe your 100%, your, the growth of your business is 100% representation of how you're growing yourself as the leader mm -hmm. of it. And if you stop growing and you think, your business is going to change. That's a formula for um, failure, honest, honestly. And if you if you're not in a mindset of growth and finding the rituals of how can I myself as a leader continue to build myself up and my team up and figure out how that momentum of growth is flooding through my business. Um, it won't sustain. And so, yes, I do focus on mindset. I focus on giving them the tools of um, creating the, the rituals and the daily practices to initiate that type of nimble mindset um, to find the right strategies to implement. And then generally I get tapped on the shoulder because you shouldn't need me for long, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I purposely get in and out of businesses because you, if you need me, and my team for longer than we haven't done our job, right? And so we have to leave our clients with methods that allow them to do it on their own and then tap our shoulder when they even wanna go bigger or need a sounding board or re-engage to, to um, figure out the next strategy uh, to, to go after so that we're, that's how it turns into more advisory um, after time. I, I saw that one of your books is called Lead with Value. You've got two, yeah. Lead with Value and then Be a Badass. So I'll talk about yeah. that in just a moment. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, lead with Value to the leaders that are listening uh, yeah. to our conversation right now. Uh, we, you know, it talks about, you know, again, uh, unleashing our vision to empower other people. And, and I was just thinking, you know, in under the lens of change, sometimes I wonder... Does, does the change that it shocks us or surprises us, I wonder if 
there was maybe a little bit more awareness that, that we could have had mm-hmm. early on so that we weren't so surprised. So for example, say you're in a, a bad breakup of a relationship and maybe, maybe in some case, in some cases, I wonder if perhaps a little bit more introspection may have been helpful. Or in yep. the case of an exercise I just did with my team, my leaders this morning, I'm like, okay, can you guys just come up with some areas that I can improve as a leader? Because I promise you, I am not, you know, ever going to be perfect at this. I'm always going to be making mistakes. What are some things that I do that either bug you or you think are suboptimal? If I don't know what that is, I can't improve. Now, I will say it's not easy to ask that question. And it may not be easy to hear that. But I think that that's part of at least being ready for change, which, you know, which thinking of like a a major personnel change or something like that, that would be a big sock in the gut if that happens. So I want to know stuff early rather than be surprised by that. Which is an amazing level of self-awareness for you to even ask, Josh, because like a lot of leaders don't. A lot of leaders sit in a masked energy and try to veil where they're feeling like they're failing versus including their team to say, hey, I am struggling in this arena and I don't think I do it very well as a leader. Like what feedback do you have for me? You know, and the Lead with Value book, it it was my way of sharing how I leverage, you know, my practice working with clients to get to the root of why there's a little bit of dysfunction or why they're stuck somewhere or where they're feeling tension to get to the root of it, to say, well, this is what I actually value the most. And my values in this system are not working properly. So it sounds like you value transparency. You value to be more self-aware. You value the input of your team to know that there's collaboration and inclusion and that you're growing together. And so you've created a system as a leader that allows now your team to also ask it of themselves. For them to be able to come to you and say, look, you were so transparent and asked me, how could I do my job better as my boss, as my leader? I have the same question in return. How can I be better? Mm -hmm. Right. So now you're creating this this um, environment, this ecosystem of um, we are here to do better. It's not about where we're failing and we're open to the feedback. And I think that's a beautiful value system to create for communication because you can't move forward without that kind of understanding um, and depth between you, your team as leaders and how to grow. And some of the facilitation, so all my, both my books have exercises in them because I'm someone that obviously wants to leave the room adding value, right? Mm. So in my books, I couldn't just write a book where it was like telling stories and, oh, you, you know, make it up in your mind. I was like, no, and here's the exercise, like go do this with your team because I wanted to make sure that the impact continued and you weren't just you know, having some antidotes of things to share. And that also um, I think is important to, as a leader, like you did with your team is to periodically check in. What could we all be doing better? What are the things we've been doing? It's one of my retrospective exercises. What are the things you need to stop doing? That's a real critical question too, Josh, for change is maybe there's things we need to stop doing that's creating the hemorrhage over here, you know? And, and then asking, what can we start doing, right? How can we make it better? What are the things that 
we um, have been thinking about what we haven't started yet because we've been distracted. How do we create time for that? You know, really helps you collaborate in that change with an exercise of how to get to the answers versus sitting in this nebulous, we need change, don't know what to do about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Kareen, there, there's so much more I wish I had time to talk with you sure. about. I, I want to send folks to your website. That's kareenwalsh.com. It's basically Karen with two E's, uh, right. kareenwalsh.com, mm -hmm. uh, and also your other website, revampologist.com. For someone that's been listening to our conversation, they're just kind of getting to know you for the first time. Yeah. What would you, where, where do they go next? So, um, well, if you go to kareenwalsh.com slash links, you'll get access to my workbooks. You'll have, there's so many things. If you're into a, um, your own personal growth journey, I have strategic life planning mastery workbook that you could download. Um, and it gives you really key indicators and clarity for yourself on where you're headed. And I think it's super important to start there because as leaders, like I said, if you're personally growing, then your business will grow. So you have to start with you first. And then if it's something where you're in need of like this retrospective exercise, I just shared that's also on, on the site there as well to download. Um, I am in the process of, of launching um, some new programming where I'm going to be doing ad hoc advisory. Uh, so if there's any way that I can help you look out for that, it's called Hey Kareen. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then that way, um, if you need some like on the spot support or you feel like you're feeling challenged, that will be the place where you can come in and ask questions and get live answers from me on how to move through um, what you're going through in business and as, as you're leading it. So I'm excited about that coming out as well. Yeah, there's there's quite a few good ref, uh, free resources at your website, Kareen. So again, Kareen Walsh, uh, your website, kareenwalsh.com. Kareen, it's been a pleasure having you. Oh, Josh, thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.